On this episode of ASAP, Amanda and Joe talk to Dave Moody, the Vice President of Marketing and Customer Engagement at Service Experts. Dave talks about his career path, innovations in analytics, and adapting a national brand to local markets. All that and more on this episode of ASAP. It's ASAP, a Strategic America podcast. And this is the theme song. And we don't have much time, just need it ASAP. Okay, thanks, bye. Welcome back, guys, to another episode of ASAP. It is my distinct pleasure today to welcome our first client guest to the podcast. Um, I am Joe Emmons here, um, the Associate Multimedia Production Manager at SA, and I am hanging out with... Amanda Glenn. I am an Account Supervisor and Research Manager, and I'm excited to introduce David Moody. He is the Vice President of Marketing and Customer Engagement at Service Experts, and so I think Joe and I are excited to dig a little deeper to understand more about service experts. Thanks, Amanda. Thanks, uh, Joe. I'm pleased to be here. Thanks for coming. So Dave, can you tell us a little bit um, uh, about who Service Experts is? What do you guys do? Service Experts is a is a chain of 94 heating and air conditioning companies that uh, are located throughout North America. We have locations throughout the U.S. and uh, and most of Canada. And and you've been, we were talking a little bit before the show, so I'll give the context that I do know. This is the first time for the listeners that I'm meeting Dave, so we're we're exploring Dave's history a little bit together on this one. But um, so you've worked with service experts for almost 15 years now, right? Yeah, almost 15 years. And, um, you know, I started uh, many, many years ago in, in heating and air conditioning on more of a technical side. And then I uh, went to college and um, got a marketing degree and worked my way up through various uh, positions within the marketing realm. And um, have been fortunate enough to be in this position now for several years and I love it. That's awesome. So, so you said you started on the technical side a little bit. So you you probably have a little bit of empathy understanding. We'll talk a little more about it um, as we get into things further. But a lot of these folks that are out there actually servicing the equipment that you guys work on. Did you work on the technical side in that realm? Or? I did. I actually uh, started out driving a service truck. So um, I'm I'm very familiar with that, and it's a tough job. It's a very tough job. And you know, our technicians who uh, service and and uh, maintain and uh, install uh, residential heating, air conditioning equipment, and commercial heating, air conditioning equipment are in many tough conditions. In some cases, they're in crawl spaces or hot attics or um, on the top of a roof and commercial applications. And um, it, it's a lot of stress and you know, pressure trying to fix equipment that uh, is not working properly or um, trying to satisfy customers who are either very hot or very cold, depending <laughs> upon the time of year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's always the thing. It's one of those things, you know, and I've thought about it myself when I've had failures in HVAC um, on systems um, in my homes previously. It's one of those things you don't ever think about it until you have an issue. Um, and that's one of the things I think we're going to talk about, too, you know, that some of the challenges that arise with marketing something like that. Because as long as it's working well... Nobody's worried about it. So yeah. it's, you know, how do you stay top of mind with stuff like that? But we'll get there. We'll get there. So tell me a little bit about that that history, um, maybe prior to to service experts, just to give a little context to how you got here and, and uh, some of that road as well. Well, I started out in the military and uh, on a technical role. And, and after the military, I, I continued in, in, a, in the technical field and um, worked my way through uh, service installation and, and refrigeration as well as um, um, uh, maintenance. Um, and then I, I realized that I didn't really want to do that long term. It was, it is a tough job. Sure. And so I went back to college after 
after the military and, and uh, graduated and got a, a marketing degree and then continued to progress through the corporate America, yeah. if you will, and, and have been, as I said, with service experts for quite some time. Now. Where are you from originally, Dave? Originally from Chicago, Illinois, born and raised. Really? Yeah. Okay. And now you're, you're in Texas now, right? Right. Yeah. Dallas okay. is where, where our corporate headquarters is. Very cool. So you guys know all about how it is to be hot. <laughs> yes. Yes. It gets very hot in Texas, but um, it's a dry heat, as so they say, yeah, right? Yeah. That's what I've heard. I, we have some um, folks here at SA that um, came from Arizona, and they say the same thing. Everybody always knew, talk about Texas and Arizona and say it's a dry heat. And I'm like, yeah, the kind that just melts you down. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. If it's, on some of those days, you get those, those uh, triple digit days that may not feel great either way, but yeah. can totally understand that. So we touched on it a little bit. I'll hand it off maybe to you, Amanda, on this side of um, talking a little bit about what it's like to, to market something like HVAC, where you have probably a little bit longer of a cycle on things um, before folks are looking to replace equipment. Um, it's not always top of mind as long as it's functioning well. Um, can we talk about some of the challenges you guys run into with that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's it's a little bit harder of a sell because it's not top of mind and it's not something that you want to get frequently, like a cheeseburger, right? Um, It'd be nice to sell cheeseburgers. But instead, we have air conditioning and furnace units. And um, it's so critical to our homeowners' comfort. And being uncomfortable and having their family members be uncomfortable is a huge driver in wanting to get things fixed right away. And so, Dave, what's your experience with um, the life cycle um, of equipment that can be 10 plus years? And how do we keep our customers engaged so that they remember us when something does happen? Well, you know, heating and air conditioning, um, sales service installation, it's its a low involvement category. People, as you mentioned, people don't think about it. And um, in, in order to be top of mind with uh, the consumers, you know, we need to employ a a, a, a multimedia approach that that keeps our our customers uh, aware of our, our brands in each of our individual markets, and um, not only does that awareness generate through traditional methods, but we also use a lot of uh, digital paid search and uh, SEO, search engine optimization, uh, is very is very critical as as well to, for when there is that need, when someone does have a breakdown. Um, that they know who to call and remember that, hey, I saw that ad on, on television where service experts, I need to call the expert and and get that 100% guarantee. So, you know, we strive uh, very hard to be top of mind in, in the markets that we that we play in. Um, and, you, you know, there's there's a lot of things that haven't changed in the marketing world. And one of them is the is building a strong awareness helps helps generate opportunities for for business. And um, in, a, in a lot of cases, that uh, building awareness can get expensive, right, mm-hmm. As in, depending on the, on the market. But um, we tend to try to navigate that, again, through a multimedia approach where we leverage the lowest cost media to help us generate the, the right level of awareness and, and keep, our, keep our centers in business. Right. I think one of the other interesting things is because it's a service-based industry, um, we have to go into people's homes. And so um, with 94 locations, each center has a different um, radius within which they operate. So, you know, Pierce, South Dakota is going to go 50 to 100 miles. And, um, you know, the location in New York and New Jersey may only actually be able to go 10 to 15 miles 
because with traffic, it can take an hour to get there. That's right. And, you know, we have a, we have a saying in, in, in the business that in, when you look at home services, of which HVAC and heating and air conditioning is, is a home service, is that all business is local. And, um, and, and that's exactly the, the case. And, and a lot of times, whether you would think that it wouldn't matter to a homeowner because you're coming to them, you know, but it, it, it really is. And we found this out over many years is, is that, you know, consumers want to deal with someone who's local, even though you're coming to them, um, they want to feel that you're close by and that it's not going to take forever for you to get there and that you're going to be there for them in the future if they, if they should they need additional service or, or maintenance. So. I was going to say, that's probably, um, that's probably part of that thing that I feel too. I've, I've bought the last two homes that we purchased. I remember going into um, kind of the utility closet and you'll see on the wall those old stickers of like the local yeah. HVAC tech that, you know, somebody called when they had an issue and then they stuck that thing up there. And that's, I always thought it's interesting. You go to that and that passes on and, and those folks had that kind of loyalty to those folks because they came through. And it's interesting you were talking about the SEO um, thing there too, because I, and again, my my anecdotal experience with with heating and AC and, and plumbing for that matter too, um, you know, when we really have a problem and I'm looking for somebody, it is interesting because sometimes it's the first, I mean, usually I'm looking at the reviews and the ratings on service, but it's usually that first couple of folks that show up in that that search listing that I'm like, I've got a problem. I need to find help as soon as I can, especially yeah. in the, in the yeah. plumbing instances. Sometimes, you know, we can... If we're fortunate, we can we can hold off and do a little more research for the heating and cooling. Sometimes not, um, but but that's yeah. I mean, that's got to be huge for you guys to get that attention up front. It is. I mean, the digital part and the SEO and SEM, um, you know, are, are critical and are our prime lead sources for us. And more and more, you know, the old school referrals is is taking on a new twist with social. Is is how many times have you been on Facebook where someone puts a post and says, "Hey, my my furnace just went out," and who who, who would you recommend or mm-hmm. who's available that's in the neighborhood that does a good good job? So social is certainly playing a more important role in terms of being that referral source um, that uh, that used to be you'd go knock on your neighbor and say, hey, you know, my furnace is down, but, who, you know, who, do, who have you used? Sure. Or the old yard signs in the front yard. Um, you know, social is taking on a, a, a bigger role today from the, the old school referral process. Yeah, and if I remember, Dave, I think your overall – uh, review rating for the company, which includes the 94 locations, is about a 4.8 star rating. It is. It is. It's uh, we have we have a very strong Google review for all of our, our locations, and we're very proud of that. And yeah. um, and again, it is a challenge. It, it's you know when you're going into someone's home and you're you don't know what you're up against. You don't know what type of equipment it is. You don't know what model furnace it is. You don't know whether it's a furnace or a heat pump in mm-hmm. some cases mm-hmm. until you get out there. And and then you know if there's a a, a part that has to be replaced. So you have to be concerned whether you have the part on the truck or if you have to go to the supply house and get a part and bring it back. So it's a challenge, mm-hmm. but it's it's one that we navigate well and, and try hard. We put a lot of emphasis on on customer satisfaction and making sure that we, we provide that uh, expert service and then we guarantee it. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, 4.8 is impressive across that many centers, um, especially across, I mean, and you're multiple countries at that point to you. So yeah. That's pretty fantastic. Yep. Um, I do think that as as a national player for heating and cooling, one of the main things that Source Experts does well is educating consumers on the things that are changing in the industry, like sc- the skyrocketing prices for R22, mm-hmm. which fuels your air conditioner and helps it cool the home. 
Um, and then carbon monoxide is something that is very important to safety and security within your home. Yeah, we, we try hard to keep um, our customers abreast of, of, of trends that are important to them in their homes. And, um, you know, the R22 or the refrigerant that uh, you mentioned is, is in the process of being phased out. Next year, no, it will no longer be uh, new production allowed. And this was because of the uh, EPA um, regulations that uh, are phasing out ozone-depleting chemicals. And R22 is an ozone-depleting chemical that um, is on that list and it will no longer be produced after next year. And, and the cost of refrigerant has increased dramatically. There's still ample supplies for service and, um, and there's still a lot of older air conditioning systems out there that utilize this old R22 or com- more commonly known as Freon. And, um, and in the systems that, that still have uh, Freon or R22 Freon, um, it, it can be get very costly to, to repair those. So we want to make sure our, our, our customers, our homeowners that we um, work with, understand the options available to them that, you know, you know servicing it is one, is one thing, but in some cases it's, it's better to replace and then take the risk of, of uh, another year where you're going to be faced with another large repair expense when there are more efficient alternatives available today. Um, from an energy efficiency perspective, but also um, also taking out that risk of repairs. Sure, and and I sorry, man, Jim, I um so looking at that too when you're talking about the education of your consumers, um, I'm just curious from from the outside looking in. Like I said, I haven't had a lot of experience on the service expert side outside of working on some of the the broadcast versioning stuff you guys do with us, um, but. From the education perspective, is that something that happens um, at the center level with your your text going out to consumers? Is that something that's happening more on like the brand as a whole level that you guys are doing through different channels? How's that? You know, it's it, both. It, it, it's yeah, it's all it's all facets. I mean, we do a lot of a digital. Uh, we have blogs. We we do. Um, we have the, the the HVAC for Dummies book that we talks do. that talks about it. That's what we've uh, worked in conjunction with the. Uh, the publisher who does the famous uh, dummy series, but um, yeah, uh, so we we put a lot of education out there through blogs, through various um, collateral that's uh, that's available to our consumers and, and homeowners, and trying to educate them on a regular basis. So sure, that's got to build some consumer trust there too, because you know you're you're genuinely right. trying to help them solve a problem, um, and if they can't, then they can trust you guys to come in and 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 help them out and to understand that, you know, you guys know what you're talking about and doing that kind of work. Yeah, you know, as I said, it's important that we that we be a, a credible partner to our customers and that we provide them with with options, sure. different solutions that, that perhaps would, would fit their budget or fit their needs at that point in time. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. Um, Dave, I'd love for you to explain a little bit about um, a more progressive option for payment um, the Advantage Leasing Program, it's something that I think is uh, is newer in the industry, and it offers um, another option for consumers that may not want to buy outright or finance. Yeah, the the Advantage Program we were introduced a couple years ago is is designed to um, to provide another option for new heating and air conditioning um, equipment in the home, and that really takes the risk off of. Um, the homeowner shoulders and and this the advantage program basically is is a is a program where we own the equipment we own the furnace we own the air conditioner um, and then the consumer pays a, a relatively low monthly fee for the the um, the equipment 
And how is it different than financing? Well, again, it's different because we own it. And then therefore, if there's anything wrong with the equipment, we're, we replace it. So it's a, it's a worry-free proposition for our customers. So they sign up for the Advantage program and it's basically like subscribing to, to cool and, and warm air in mm-hmm. year round. And if there's a problem, they know we'll be there to, to take care of it. Right. And so no charges for filters, no charges for any uh, any uh, maintenance items. If there's a, a repair needed, there's no charge for that. So it's a it's a great it's been a great program for us. It's been very successful. We found uh, the consumer acceptance a, um, a much higher than we thought, and um, it's it's growing very rapidly for us. Yeah, it's interesting that keeps you know it keeps the consumers in that mindset of having a worry free system in their home, and it keeps you guys as that trusted partner kind of um, moving forward with that servicing that equipment because you know once you have that that kind of background support in place you know where to go you know who to trust you know who's going to take care yeah. of you through that system that's awesome yeah well, I, I think we're coming up on um, on our break here so we'll take a quick little break but maybe we will circle back and talk a little bit about um, how you guys keep brand consistency you said you know we have 94 centers across North America here um, and that's got to be a big task in and of itself so we'll take a quick break and then we'll come back and talk a little bit more about that um, and stay tuned love what you've heard so far on ASAP Follow us on social media by searching Strategic America. You can also sign up for our newsletter and check out new blogs at strategicamerica.com. Now back to the show. Well, welcome back from the break, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to listen to this week's episode of ASAP. We're sitting here with Dave Moody and Amanda Glenn um, talking about service experts. Uh, and one of the things that we wanted to talk about a little bit is how you guys keep that brand consistency over all those centers you have across North America. Um, that's always got to be a challenge when you're talking about all these various places and different regions and different service areas. I mean, we talked about the differences of a place like New York versus going out to South Dakota. Um, there's a lot of variance across North America. So how is that? How does service experts maintain that with all the various centers you guys have? It, it is quite a challenge. And in, in our model, uh, we utilize the, the local branding that um, may have been in place for, for many, many years. So in, in what, for example, in, in, in one market like Plano, Texas, for example, we go to market as Levy and Son service experts. In um, Albany, New York, we go to market as Roland J. Down service experts. But in West Palm Beach, we go to market as service experts, heating and air conditioning. So we have disparate brand names that uh, throughout the the U.S., but we we work very hard to make sure from a um, uh, a consumer facing media and creative that we're consistent and all of that is controlled or I hate to use the word controlled, but coordinated, controlled centrally so that from a a brand experience standpoint, it's a consistent and um, it's easier said than done as Amanda well knows. uh, (laughs) It's challenging, but doable. But is doable. And, And I think it's important to have the right team in place to be able to manage that. And, and we have that in Strategic America and, and uh, our other partners. But, um, you, know, you know, Strategic America does the heavy lifting on that front and, and works very hard in conjunction with us to ensure that the experience is consistent across all of the markets that we play in. Mm-hmm. So, Dave, I know that um, acquisition is a, is a primary growth strategy for service experts. That would be buying heating and cooling companies that are profitable and doing well and are in markets that we would like to expand or increase our, our, our center level. Um, 
when a new center is acquired, what things do you look at when you determined if they can remain their kind of original name versus kind of rolling into what would be more of a service experts based center name? Well, our strategy has, has been not to disrupt the local branding in, in, with the caveat that they have a strong local brand. And, and if they're an acquisition target, typically they would have a strong local brand. And so we don't want to come in there and say, okay, y'all, you know, tomorrow you're going to be service experts. You know, otherwise, um, we may, we may uh, degrade the business performance um, because in, in a low involvement category like heating and air conditioning, that brand name has a lot of longevity. And um, so we don't want to disrupt that. So we tend to either um, tag the, the legacy name with a service experts company so that it's, it's still part of the family, but they've maintained their, um, you know, their, their heritage. So like when, you know, PepsiCo bought Frito-Lay, they didn't change Frito-Lay to, to Pepsi. They, you know, just said it's a, it's a PepsiCo company. You end up with kind of the best of both worlds there and that you have, you still have that local tie, that familiar name, the brand that they've built over the years of being in whatever market, whatever region they're in. But then you have the, the, the guarantee and the weight and the brand behind service experts to help just reinforce that consumer trust experience. And, and experience yes. all the way through, which mm-hmm. is fantastic. That's got to be a big, big deal for you guys. And you've had some recent acquisitions in the last few years. Yeah, you guys have been oh, growing. Yeah, we've, we've, we've continued to buy companies over the, the past several years in, in strategic markets where we, we don't have a presence um, and, uh, and markets that are, that are good opportunities for heating and air conditioning growth. Like Houston. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It's very hot in Houston. Yeah, and humid. It is. That's good. Um, hey, Dave, I wanted to kind of go back to your description of the Advantage Leasing Program before the break. Mm-hmm. One of the things that popped into my head, which I think is probably more of a universal question, is um, if I lease my heating and cooling equipment and then I go to sell my home, what happens then? Great question, and, and one that does come up quite often. And then there's there's a couple options. The, the the first option is you can transfer it to the the buyer, and that's a very easy process to do. And and in the case that the, the buyer doesn't want to assume that um, that rental program or the lease um, program or assume the advantage program, um, then there's a, a a termination fee, and the termination fee can be paid at time of closing, and and that way. The, the program is canceled at that point. And that termination fee is taken taken care of by the previous owner, I'm assuming? That's correct, yeah. yeah. It'd be yeah. built into that process. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. It's interesting. I was, I was talking during the break about um, we, we've done a lot of work um, creating those advantage custom spots. So we create a lot of work that goes out to these various markets and runs across broadcasts. So we may do these advantage television spots that go out to these different markets. And, and when we started um, seeing these, this program, I was really intrigued because on my side, I didn't see a lot of the strategy. I do a lot of the production of getting the custom spots out. But it was really interesting to hear Amanda talk about some of the strategy there. And I'm curious what made you guys kind of go in that direction too, if you're willing to talk about any of that. Um, Cause that's, I can't imagine that's something that's being done in your space very much. No, it hasn't been very common. We're starting to see more and more of our competitors pick it up. Uh, we looked at it as a, as a competitive opportunity, a, a point of differentiation that, you know, as, as you look at the cost of replacing a heating and air conditioning system, which it can be quite expensive given some of the government regulations that have been put in place over the years um, that have, that have, 
increased efficiency, which is good in terms of energy conservation and and reduction in in pollution and and um, uh, just overall energy savings. Sure. But it also has driven up the cost of new heating, air conditioning equipment. So a lot of times consumers are, are they get sticker shock. You know that if you ask someone what they would expect to pay. You know, nine times out of ten, they're they're not going to be anywhere close to what it actually costs to to do a, a new installation. So, the Advantage program is is another another alternative to help get homeowners in a more affordable option to get them in a, a new heating and air conditioning system that ultimately will save them money on their their gas and electric bills. I'm sure that reliability too of knowing you have that support with the system is a big big factor too because that's something too if you have somebody come and I'm sure that varies probably from place to place and I don't know um, with service experts what that would be but if you just have somebody come in to do a like a whole home install and you're doing the whole HVAC system your AC and your furnace you may not necessarily get that support behind that equipment I'm sure to an extent there's probably warranties offered in those things but it's to me from a consumer standpoint be really attractive to look at that and be like you know, kind of moving forward in, in perpetuity of sorts, as long as you're with the home and the system, you have that set yeah, up in front of you. That's exactly right. So it's a, it's a worry-free proposition yeah. and, and, you know, for relatively low monthly payment and um, gives them the option to take advantage of it. Right. So um, as we've been learning more about the customer that that likes the Advantage program, you know, at first glance, you can kind of stereotype it and say, well, it's it's the older audience that isn't going to be in their home for much longer that can't afford a new system. That's who's going to buy the system. But um, I think that we're finding that it's it's the affluent that wants to keep their, their cash flow um, liquid so they can use their money to make more money. It's the first-time home buyers that are not expecting it and maybe they've spent a lot of money kind of renovating their home um, as they've just moved in. And then um, and then there's a, a, just a variety of people with specific situations that it just makes sense. And um, so it's it's been a really interesting product to learn about the consumer reaction and, and that it's not just for one segment of, of person. It really fits all different kinds of budgets and lifestyles. Yeah, that's, that's one thing even thinking about it. I when we talked early on, I would have thought, you know, like, well, yeah, there seems like there'd be a very natural fit with some, but, but yeah, I mean, that that does totally make sense for a variety of those different demographic demographics and consumers. Um, switching gears a little bit here um, before we wrap, I'm I'm interested to talk a little bit more about the kind of high level um, side of just marketing in general. Uh, we sure. have a lot of folks that you know we were hoping are listening in right now that maybe you're in the marketing profession. Maybe they are marketers themselves as as business owners. Maybe they're young professionals looking at a marketing career. Um, what what kinds of advice you know you guys in service experts and in your role have looked at a lot of different changes over the years and a lot of different innovations in marketing. Um, and for these folks looking at a career in it or trying to market better, is there any advice that you would offer them um, trying to figure this this world of marketing out? Oh, sure. And I think, you know, um, one of the things that, that I think is most impart- important in the marketing profession is that, you know, marketing is, is probably more science than it is um, uh, creative and and or art and you know the the data side and and the metric side is extremely important so you know I think as some young individual that's looking to get into the marketing profession I would urge them to you know to, to study statistics and uh, and make sure they have a solid understanding of some of the finance basics because once you get into a you know a, a core marketing role whether it's at an agency level or 
a client or, or a corporate level, I, I think you're going to quickly learn that um, you know the marketing is, is is a key driver in in revenue growth, profitable revenue growth, and you know along with that, I, I would encourage them to you know to to make friends with the with the with the finance and accounting individuals <laughs> within the organization, um, the CFO, because I, I think it's important for them to understand again a marketing professional to understand that. Um, you're only as you're only as good as as you're driving profitable growth for the organization and 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 understanding the levers and being able to demonstrate which levers are are driving profitable growth is an, is important and I think you'll get more credibility when you have the finance group on your team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, it's you know one thing I'm so I'm about seven years or so into my career now. And one thing I've noticed a lot changing from even the first few years of me doing this kind of work to now is the difference in seeing things kind of one-dimensionally, like you talk about the statistics side or you talk about the creative side um, as as being a place where you can really find that growth. And the interesting thing to me is looking at how those all play together as I've gotten to know more people in finance and as I've gotten to know more um, strategy-based folks, even working with Amanda, like you referenced the flooring work that you're doing mm-hmm. research in. Um, understanding how all those pieces come together with with professionals like yourself that have had a wealth of knowledge and experience um, trying to get the attention of consumers for various products um, is I understand how complicated it is, but in a lot of ways how simple it is too. When you, when you have the data and you know who you're trying to reach um, and then you can take that and develop those strategies to try and reach those consumers. And that crafts a lot of the creative too, which is what I'm passionate about on my mm-hmm. side. But you're right. If, you know, I can make the prettiest advertisement in the world, but if I don't have the data to find the right people to show it to, um, or I'm showing it a place that nobody's looking, it doesn't, it doesn't do anything. Or, or have <laughs> the data to show the creative move the needle. You yeah. Know, then yeah. It, it's, it, it's, it's kind of a, it make, creates an empty feeling, mm-hmm. you know. So you 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 have to be able to demonstrate success. Mm-hmm. I was talking to a friend of mine the other day that um, self publishes a lot of uh, um, writing. He's written novels and a few other things, and and he was talking about you know I. I've written all these things and I put them out there and that was always a big hurdle. But he was like, I realized that if, you know, you can't get that attention or you can't get that that um, consumer to buy into it or understand where it is or see it, it's just going out into a vacuum. So, yeah, absolutely. To your point, you have to be able to track and see if anybody's finding what you're doing. Um, and that's from more the consumable standpoint of somebody writing a piece of literature. But it's the same across marketing anything, really. I mean, the same thing we talked about, the the kind of long cycle of HVAC. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the critical thing probably for you guys is that when it is time for a consumer to make that decision or they have a need, that you're top of mind, that you've been there, they've seen you, they've found you in any various channels that you market in. Um, and that's, I mean, that's what it's all about regardless of what you're working in. So that makes sense. Absolutely. And Dave, if I could add one one more thing um, for your words of advice, I think one of the things source experts invest heavily in is testing. And um, you know, before you roll anything out for a company-wide initiative, testing it and retesting it and shifting it around and making sure that it works well um, is really important. And I think that's something service experts takes very seriously. Yeah, we do. And and I think the, you know, uh, tests learn, repeat, right? And that's a, a, a core value that we, uh, you know, that we adhere to within our, our marketing group is that we want to make sure that we are a learning organization and you know we we, we tend to, to test a, a lot of different programs and and try to prove success and where we see success we roll it out and and 
and try to to continue that trend, but then we start all over again. Mm-hmm. But you know, I think it also reminds me is you know when we look at um, testing and is is some of the advances that have taken place over the past couple of years in predictive modeling mm-hmm. and. Um, the rich analytics that are available to us now that that weren't you know in, in previous years and it reminded me I was at a, at a dinner party the other night and and I and I heard this other couple talking and and it was a it was a gal was talking about how she was she was talking with her friends about buying this certain pair of shoes and um, she had her phone on her but she had never searched for the shoes but then she went online the next day and she's describing this. She went online next day and she saw those very same shoes she was describing to her friend and that she was convinced that, that her phone was monitoring her conversation and that was another form of, of t- retargeting through the phone. And so I'm thinking, you're thinking okay, and, and she was convinced that. So could it really be that, that there's some unheard of application or some un- unheard of device that's illegal, of course, that would listen in on someone's conversation and then retarget an ad based on your conversation? Or could it be that the, the rich analytics that are available today are so accurate in terms of your search behaviors and your preferences and knowing your your buying behaviors that it can deliver an ad today that's that that knows the type of shoe that you're thinking about buying mm-hmm. could it could it be that and and the reality of it is it is right mm-hmm. and the reality of it is that that is is not you know future that's here today right. we see it every day and it, it's kind of freaky sometimes it because is. i think that's probably happened to all of us right yeah, for is, sure is that you know you're, you were talking about something the next thing you know it's it's on your computer screen well it wasn't because you were talking about it it's because the the analytics that are mm-hmm. available to us as marketers today and it's it's such a cool thing yeah we've all got these kind of unique digital thumbprints as we go out there and we put our fingers on everything out in the web and social media and various places i it is funny to go and look at things sometimes I can tie it directly back like I can know that I went and searched. I, I did yeah, a search or yeah. i I went on YouTube or I went someplace and but other I was times you can yeah. and you know and it's it, it really is to the predictive modeling that's available and we're and we're starting to learn on, on that on our sure. side and even in the old world heating and air conditioning mm-hmm. business we're starting to employ predictive modeling to to a large degree of it's working really well I mean for a big purchase like that that usually is not something people initiate unless there's something wrong or it's making a funky sound or it's not cooling like it used to or it's not heating like it used to and even so when that time comes and we've talked about it but that having that brand and having the power behind the service experts brand or whatever brand somebody is trying to get people to go towards that's a big deal you know when somebody has that trust and they know that that's somebody that's that's very well trusted in the industry um and that's a lot of the work you guys are doing too which is awesome especially for especially for going into people's homes it's their Mm -hmm. safe place right it's Mm -hmm. it's very um it's very personal so i thought joe if it's okay i could hijack the last question um because i know that dave has read a lot of customer reviews and a lot of customer stories and um i have to believe that some of these stories uh, are pretty funny. I remember in particular doing a ride along in Kansas City and we went down into a basement and it was a creepy, creepy basement and it didn't phase the tech at all. I'm sure he's been in worse crawl spaces and things like that and there were spider webs all over the place. It's like nobody had gone down here in like 20 years and um, and I was freaked out, right? Because I don't like spiders at all. And, and this is what these 
these folks in the field they deal with every single day. And so I was curious, Dave, if you had any funny stories from the field of things that have happened unexpectedly. Oh, gosh. Um, you know, I, I, I'm sure there's probably uh, a million stories that I probably could tell, but um, I, I, there's probably nothing that that, that would be uh, that would I, nothing that I can think of. Oh, bummer! Sorry. I was thinking a raccoon was going to pop out <laughs> somewhere. No, and... <laughs> not, not, nothing that comes to mind. I, um, yeah, I'd have to think about that a little bit. <laughs> okay. I got some, right. some technical stories, that, but, <laughs> but they might not. I don't think the your listeners would would understand. But. <laughs> That's fair. Well, I, Dave, I really, really appreciate you coming in today. I know Amanda really appreciates you coming in today. It was so nice to meet you. Um, I hope our, our listeners really got a feel for uh, the kind of work that you do, the kind of work that Service Experts does, and the expertise that goes behind it. Um, that's something that we're all very passionate about here, and I know you guys are as well. Um, appreciate the, the time coming in, and um, I hope you have safe travels as you head back. You're heading back to Texas soon? Yeah, tomorrow. Yeah. So safe, safe fight back. I hope everything goes smoothly as air travel goes. And mm-hmm. um, again, we appreciate having you on. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Amanda. I appreciate being here. All right. Thank Thanks, you. everybody. ASAP, a Strategic America podcast, is produced inside the walls of Strategic America, a marketing agency located in West Des Moines, Iowa. Visit strategicamerica.com ASAP for more.